0: It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Good evening and you are very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the show tonight I have as always two fantastic guests for you. First up I'm looking forward to welcoming Annie Dunn, founder of the Art of Great Food, back to the show and Annie is going to give us an insight into what food and drink trends we can expect to encounter in 2022. And after the break I am in Athenry in County Galway at the soon to be opened Beer Innovator campus to meet General Manager Elaine Donoghue. But before we hear from Annie and Elaine, a reminder that you can make contact with me here at the best possible taste by emailing me, Sharon, at Sharon Noonan.com, Or you can tweet me at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation. And I'm also on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. So last week I had the pleasure of meeting up with Annie Dunn founder of The Art of Great Food. Annie has previously joined us here on the show and having spent 10 years leading the product development team for the food halls at Harrods in London, last year she relocated from London back to her native Cavan to launch her consultancy business specialising in product development. So let's have a listen to what Annie thinks we should be keeping an eye out for in terms of food and drink trends in 2022. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Money done The Art of Great Food. Great to see you. Thanks, Sharon. Great to be on the show again. And today we're going to talk about food trends for 2022. You have a fantastic article in the Irish Farmers Journal, in the Irish Country Living Supplement. You did an interview with the lovely Maria Moynihan. And um, this is one of the points that you kind of talked about. So as we come into 2022 now, food trends is something that is every year, Year, a lot of businesses look at this at the start of the year. So, what should we be keeping an eye out for?
1: So, Sharon, we're in a place, I guess, where thankfully we're coming out of COVID and restrictions. Um, so, I guess, what does that mean for consumers moving forward? What are the things that are going to be important for them? And I think, you know, the one thing we've learned from COVID is. Um, that you know uh, thinking about foods that help our immunity keeping ourselves in good health check and doing things to prevent you know us getting sick if there are please god not future pandemics but we never know what's ahead of us so really looking after our health is very important and looking after our immunity in particular and when we say immunity it's you know things that are really increasing our our, our, our health. Um, so mushrooms is a great example. Uh, there's a lot of innovation going on in mushrooms purely because people have now discovered all the health properties with mushrooms. So you're starting to see mushrooms come through in, in beer. Uh, there's a cool uh, brand called Functon in the UK uh, that have just launched and it's a very low alcohol uh, mushroom uh, beer and um, you start starting to see it come through in food supplements in particular and you're also starting to see it coming through in snack foods so having like a dried mushroom biltong as opposed to a meat version um, has started to appear. So definitely lots of exciting things in mushrooms. Um, the other thing I guess that is happening and will continue to happen is this whole idea of plant-based eating. We know it's naturally better for you. Overall there's been lots of research uh, to say that, you know, eating more plants um, is good for ourselves, it's good for our digestive digestive systems, it's good better for the planet. But it doesn't mean that people will, you know, all go vegetarian or, or, or vegan and, you know, the the there'll, there'll be no meat consumers anymore. I think what it means is that people are just being a bit more flexible. So you might, you know, uh drop the meat for Monday. So meat free Monday, you know, is a is a is a term that's often used or fish Friday will start to come into play more, which means that then people will go seek out higher quality meat. So when they're eating meat, they'll look for the best quality meat. So I think that's definitely something we're going to see more of. And even amongst my own family and friends, I've seen it happen a lot more. Um, Within the plant-based world, there's been a huge uh, influx of um, plant-based eating. Lots of brands doing, trying to Do the alternative chicken burger or 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 beef burger, and I suppose what has happened within that space is uh, the a lot of the products and brands that have launched um, have had quite a lot of ingredients in there that people are not quite sure what they are. Um, So I think that space is getting a little bit of a backlash now, which is actually well, what is plant-based eating truly? healthier for me is it making—is it, is it better and when you you know get into the detail of it there is a question around some of those ingredients and you know where are they coming from and what's their functionality so I think you'll start to see a wave of kind of cleaner plant based products coming through and also you know the best way to, to eat plant based is to, to just you know cook the, with the raw ingredients yourself but that isn't always the case with busy lifestyles um, and I suppose the other thing I think we'll continue to see more of, which is great, is shopping local. So I think in COVID, shopping local, became really front of mind for people and supporting local. And I think coming out of COVID, it's a great silver lining of COVID. People should be supporting local producers, local farmers, going to the local farmer's market for their produce, going to their corner shop um, and, you know, buying their eggs from from the egg farmer down the road, etc. So I think that will definitely continue um, and last. I think the other trend will' we'll, we've definitely already seen, so I think it's just building on it more is snacking but snacking healthily um and feeling you know less guilty about having sort of indulgent snacks because c- if they're better for you then it's it's okay, and we all need um treats and then. I suppose, in the alcohol world, there's uh, lots of no alcohol or low alcohol um, appearing onto the marketplace, which is brilliant. Again, people are now much more aware of the impact, the long-term and short-term impact of consuming alcohol. And certainly in, in COVID times, we all, you know, a lot of us would have um, seek that out to, you know, help us get through the, the tough times and the days. But a lot of people are coming out going, oh, okay, so maybe I can do the dry January, and we're at mid-January at the minute and, and we're all you know, uh, trying our best to do that. But there's uh, an interesting uh, off-licence just opened in London called Club Soda, which is uh, a no-alcohol off-licence. And it'll be really interesting. It's, it's obviously created a lot of uh, attention uh, because it's different and people are curious to see as to whether, you know, this will this model will appear in other places all around the world. Uh, so, yeah, so low-alcohol and no-alcohol. And with that comes gorgeous, you know, um, kind of colourful, uh, uh non-alcoholic drinks to 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 make it feel like you're not been deprived of the alcohol so it's fun to not drink and it's fun to have no alcohol uh, drinks as part of your uh, night out or your evening in um and uh, so definitely lots of trends around that so so a lot going on
0: when it comes to food trends timing can be very important Mm -hmm. as to whether or not a new idea succeeds and especially when we talk about the no alcohol beer there was one a number of years ago Billy Connolly actually would have been the the face of it, Calibre I think it was called and it was a disaster and I think a lot of that was to do with the timing wasn't right but also people that I know that worked in that industry said it wasn't a particularly good product
1: Either, yes. so the quality side of things is really important. Definitely, and I think why there's maybe more now, um, and more really good tasting products. Like the functon that I mentioned is a really good tasting beer. I'm not a you know a massive beer drinker myself, but when I taste it, I was like, gosh, that's really refreshing. It's it's got lots of flavour notes in it, and it felt like oh, I could I could I could see myself drinking that in a a warm you know evening out in the back garden or at a party and not feeling like deprived of, you know, and I think my husband and a few friends who have tasted it would would agree with me, it's a really good product. So you're right, quality and taste absolutely has to be right you know for it to that's one of the kind of earmarks of it succeeding if it tastes good then people will come back and and buy it again but if it doesn't of course you know you're just not go into get into buying that brand or becoming a a, lo- a loyal follower um of it so taste and quality is really good and then the other thing is is messaging so you know who are you targeting and what do they want to know about that product and it's less about what it's free from and more about what can it do for you so what are the positive messages around uh, you know using that product or drinking that product. And again, that reminds me of the whole plant-based
0: vegan foods. That the likes of Linda McCartney was mm. a vegan before anybody yeah, really knew yeah, what she was an doctor, veganism was. So, again, the messaging back then wouldn't have been about sustainability and the environment, which it is all very much about now. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and again, rightly so. You know, we we only have one planet. It's we all play a role in protecting it, um, and as people become more and more educated about uh, what we have done as a a group of people. We all have to find our own way of, you know, helping to protect it going forward for our children and their children and and so on. Um, And you know, therefore reaching out to brands that have a very clear sustainable message are very clear on their ethics are the brands that consumers are going to seek out going forward. And and therefore, even if you are doing sustainable and ethical things in your business, but you're not talking about it to the consumer, it's really important that you start to enhance that in your messaging uh, going forward.
0: And the Meat Free Monday is a whole movement on its own. And then Fish Friday in Ireland. Sure, eating fish on a Friday was something that was done for years, but we really, you know, and that was for religious reasons, so they don't do it so much now. And as a nation, an island, Mm. we don't eat enough fish in this country. And I spoke to, was talking to a French girl yesterday, and she was saying about how difficult she finds it to find really good quality fish in Ireland. And she's she's amazed about that. And having met a few fishers recently that are exporting to all parts of the world,
1: we export more fish then we consume as a nation. Um, so there's lots of opportunity to, you know, seek out those regional and local sea products and bring them into, you know, and, and buying them straight off the boat is the is one of the most economical things you can do. And, you know, it, bringing it into your, your, your weekly diet. So loads of opportunity. And again, fish you know there's a huge education piece around cognitive health um, and brain brain health and um you know there's a lot of illnesses that we've um all seen more and more people um, suffer from and uh, what can we do to prevent that in the future for ourselves and what can we do to help our brains come forward and fishes you know up there as yeah, one of the most important yeah. things that you can um you can consume so yeah lots of opportunity in the fish area as well. So somebody's
0: listening tonight mm-hmm. and they have uh, an idea for a food business based on all these new trends and they want to get in ahead of the curve. Yeah. What advice do you have for somebody that's interested in starting up a food business?
1: Uh, it's a really good question and I'd say if I was to share it, maybe three thoughts on things to 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 really kind of um, think about and work through. So the first is probably around just understanding why your product exists. So, you know, some of the best successes are um, where food entrepreneurs were frustrated with the fact that they couldn't get that product and, you know, realising, gosh, there's a gap in that market and that's fine if it's it's a problem that you've identified for you, but make sure you challenge other people and see, are they also experiencing that? And if they are, then there is definitely scope for that product developing as a solution so kind of that means that you need to know your market so do your research ask friends ask family ask random people on the street you know about that particular product and do they get excited about it does it make sense for them and then test the product so if you know you start in the kitchen which most a lot of food food ideas, that's where it starts, and go to local food markets and share your product, share it with f- friends and family, and seek out the feedback. And be willing, be, be prepared to you know, uh, be challenged on it and say that it's well, it didn't taste that good, and you're back to reformulating it and reformulate and, and find one that you're really happy with in terms of taste. And again, it's the fundamental one of the fundamentals of successful products it needs to taste really good, and people need to be talking about it, going, Gosh, I really like that, I'd really love some more of it. So, knowing your, your market and then how you are particularly if you're going into a space maybe where there's lots of other people doing a similar version you've got to try and find your differential so what is it about your product that is different to everybody else's and then you of course have to go about calling that out and um, through your brand messaging um, and 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 your sort of all, all elements of communication around the brand so that's that's a really important one the second thing is and we've touched on it already is be a purpose-led business so it's not just about making money, it's not just about profit. Like why do you want to 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 go into developing a food business? What is it that you can give back to the community? What is it that you can do that helps, you know, sustainability? Um how can you um sort of give back to the community um in a way that isn't just about the the profit line at the at the end of the year or the end of the month? Um, so find your purpose and 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 link that in with your passion, of course, and then that also comes through in all your communication. Um, the other thing that I feel people, you know, if they if they've got an idea and they want to get into food, it's it's not an easy ride. So you've got to have a resilience um, to the obstacles, the challenges, and they come up on a day to day basis, and being aware that resilience is so important and if you've got a vision and you've got a product idea and you know that it's going to work then know that you will get there but there will be lots of things that will pop up that you know you won't have been aware of before so you're sort of on a learning journey and be mindful of that it is a learning journey and you know you will make mistakes but what can you learn from it to move your business forward and reach out I mean we, we have an amazing community in Ireland around food and you know since coming back to Ireland I've felt really supported by people where I didn't know the answer to something and you know you just reach out to somebody and if they don't know the answer then they will link you in with somebody and it's lovely so we're all you know really trying to help each other and um you know, it's brilliant. It's a great feeling when you see that you've helped somebody to move their business forward. And it's one of the reasons why I set up the Art of Great Food. Um, So I think the resilience is, yeah, it's just just been aware that you need it and build build as much of it as you can um, and enjoy the journey. And be prepared to wear many
0: hats because I think a lot of great products are out there, but they don't last as long as as they should because the marketing effort isn't there for them and social media is great, but there's only so much it can do. So if you want to reach for the stars, you need to make sure you're resourced correctly
1: to facilitate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, again, understanding what what your strengths are. So, you know, um, some of my clients would be very strong on the sort of operational front and maybe on the, the numbers and the finance, but then are, are, are really not sure how to then market it or message it in a way. And you really do need to reach out and get, you know, if you can't resource up you know, fully in the early days, you get some short-term help, you know, so you you reach out to Sharon Noonan and and she helps you form a social media framework um, and plan so that you can, you know, do that on a daily basis, but it's not... Uh, it's not you you know that by following the plan it's helping you as opposed to everyday thinking, gosh, what will I post today or what will I do? So you know, getting the right people to help you and guide you is really really important um as well. So yeah.
0: And there are great resources out there through the local enterprise office, through Blossom Air and all those different bodies that are out there are only dying to help companies and especially food in Ireland, it has such great potential and we have such a great reputation
1: totally and there's great courses free courses again as you said through your local enterprise office uh, that you can you know sit on and a lot of it's done virtually now which is great so you can pop on to a one-hour session on how to create a business plan in an hour and you've got the essence of it. Um, so it, the, there's, the, yeah, there's lots of resources out there, and it's just about taking advantage of it and committing the time. Absolutely.
0: And for exports, then if it's a product that has export potential, Board Bia is great. Yeah, absolutely. To support yeah. that. Yeah,
1: totally. And again, there's, you know, there's lots of opportunities. Um, in the recent, you know, um, 2030 uh, sustainability plan that has been launched by Board Bia, you know, the the growth potential for export is is huge and it's thinking about well how can I you know take a part of that and um, we're you know we've got an amazing reputation for high quality ingredients and value added products in Ireland Um, and there's lots of people who've made it so successful and it's almost following their their journey, and um, and and reaping the benefits of you know getting your product international.
0: But because Ireland is obviously such a small country, we think it's it's big, but it's actually really small even compared to the population in the UK, which would have been the natural place to export to before Brexit. Obviously, Brexit has unfortunately proved challenging for a number of businesses now that it,
1: it has, but you know, working with um different brands it's definitely got easier. Yes, it was it was um difficult to navigate your way through it like anything when big change happens, it takes time for it to settle down. But we still, you know, are um, the UK is still our number one market, so it's you know always important to still consider that. Yes, there's a little bit more paperwork involved and process involved, but there are lots of resources again to help you to just to, to support on that. Again, would be a our great example, um, of that. And um, there, I do tend to focus on, uh, you know, upcoming events, um, that you can, uh, uh launch your product at uh, trade events around the globe in my news so if you are thinking of going down the export route by all means subscribe to my newsletter to, to my website um, or you can also um, book me for a free 30-minute consultation call and um, if you want to explore any of the areas that I've um, just talked about happy to to have that exploratory call
0: and I think it's fair to say since your move from the UK back to Ireland you have got a lot of calls and emails like you're in demand whenever it comes to the consultancy offering that you have because of all that fantastic knowledge and expertise that you've accumulated throughout your career in the food industry so if anybody does want to work with you in 2022 my advice to them would be not to delay making contact with
2: you
1: <laughs> Thanks Sharon, yes it has it has been really, it's a really exciting time, I've, you know I, I am working on some great projects and with some great businesses um, and um and you know it, it there's there's no scope in the in the calendar for the next few months but look it's you know it's only the start of the year so certainly um don't feel you can't Get in touch, and we can talk through possibilities, and, and maybe doing something towards the end of the year as opposed to the, the start of the year. Um, I'm I'm very open minded. I'm very new to consultancy, and I'm aware that there are a lot of opportunities. So I would never say no to anything um, before we've
0: had a conversation. Brilliant, and it's the art of greatfood. dot com, and you're on all the social media platforms as well. So I I try to yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> (laughs) fantastic to to see you again and have a great year but hopefully we'll we'll talk again before the year is out brilliant thanks for having me
2: sharon as always
0: you're listening to the best possible taste on west limerick 102 fm welcome back to the best possible taste i'm sharon noonan and just before the break annie dunn founder of the art of great food gave us an insight into what food and drink trends we can expect to encounter in 2022. And Annie also had great advice for someone who may have a new product idea. If you are just tuning in now and you missed that, you might want to catch the best possible taste repeat on West Limerick 102 FM on Wednesday mornings at 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. Now, did you know that a new era for food innovation and incubation in the west of Ireland is underway, thanks to the Bia Innovator Campus that is currently under construction and is due to open in Athenry later this year? I enjoyed a site visit last week and sat down with General Manager Elaine Donoghue to find out more. Bon appetit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Eileen, great to be here out in Athlone. Thanks so much for hosting me today at BEA Innovator. We met before in a previous role that you worked in
2: the European Region of Gastronomy. Yeah, that was back in 2018, so it was a very exciting year for Galway. The Bia Innovator now is a legacy project of that, so it's great that uh, we're in the in the final throes of getting it built and constructed and uh, engaging with different tenants um, and looking forward to being open in 2022, which is exciting.
0: That was just going to be my question to you. That. whenever that the the region was the the gastronomy region you were sparked with this brilliant idea and it must be fabulous to see it
2: coming to fruition now. Yeah there was a huge um, feasibility study done just to sense check I suppose and collect data from around the region and I suppose the um, lead partners in that were Galway County Castle and Chagask initially um, who led it out and I suppose there's been a lot of work done over the number of years to see how Galway's developed right from the initial food market in the city uh, probably 35 years ago maybe longer at this point in time so So um, there's been an awful lot of uh, individuals and characters and great energy in Galway that have all contributed individually to making Galway what it is now, you know. So uh, the regional gastronomy was a wider look at, I suppose, the rural parts, um, took in Galway, but also looked beyond. Um, And the Be Innovator now is a regional project. So um, we're working in partnership from Roscommon, Mayo, and Clare, working with everyone from the local enterprise offices, the county councils the communities so it's great now that we have a wider scoping project uh, that goes beyond county boundaries Um, and Athanarai in essence is in a well located place Um, 40 minutes to add loan you can be in and. Half an hour, you know, you can really get around now with the new motorway infrastructure that's here, and uh, you're outside the city, so great logistically for food producers that will be based on site. Um, all the main logistic providers are passing up and down the motorway all day, every day. So, uh, really excited to what we've invested in here, and um, I think it'll bring a huge engine to the region in food, all aspects of food from farm to fork. So, uh, very excited. And over the past couple of years, there
0: have been a couple of well known food producers have come out of Galway, for example, Grania Mullins, who does the beautiful hand-painted garage chocolates, and then, of course, the Doe Brothers, who, who do the pizza kits. We You also have in the region um, a number of Michelin star chefs. So what is it about the region
2: that has has created such innovation and such great talent? Well, back in 2018, actually, the most interesting quote that I heard was from Jess Murphy in Kai and she had said... Um, uh, it was kind of like to Heller to Connacht historically and I, I really it resonated with me because the range of diversity in the region is huge and I know obviously Jess is from New Zealand but um, there's such a range of nationalities interests um, and it's bubbled and it's been welcomed um, there's a huge Population in Galway uh, that isn't Irish or isn't from Galway. So I think that has had a huge influence. Uh, but also, um the area hasn't been, I would say, as industrialised as to most regions in the country. So, agriculture and food is still a very strong backbone to the county and to the region in general. Mayo, as Common, you've uh, Velvet Cloud, lots of. But I do think that um, when you see the likes of Gros Chocolates and the Dobros, they are businesses that uh, are comfortable in, in kind of shifting direction. Uh, taking skills, reapplying them, not being afraid of what they're doing. Um, So I suppose that's... a mix of energy but also just um, not sitting on their laurels really just what's the next thing how am I going to grow my business how am I going to move on what can I do that's unique um, and really having that confidence in themselves also you know um, because the products they're doing are direct to consumer um, so graw chocolate she sells primarily direct to consumer obviously is uh, now in Brown Thomas which is fantastic to see and uh, will go huge distance in, in her brand and career and uh, capabilities and also the Dobro's as well I mean um, excellent product and that's they really focus on they want the best product and they make sure that they control that product that it's um, they they make sure that anyone that eats a Dobro's pizza it's it's absolutely top-class so the pizza kits they're um, excellent product and again direct-to-consumer so um, engaging online modernising in that way it's been difficult for the food community in general um, because their normal avenues of where they sell food product might have changed they might have set up their online website engaging more in social media they might be comfortable with it um, might have had traditional routes to having products stocked in maybe a butcher's or cafe or a different channel that maybe it hasn't been successful in Covid you know so you, businesses really to be sustainable they need to have different streams of income so they don't rely on one and that's across every industry you know so and
0: often what you find with food producers is they make this absolutely fantastic product, but they're not very good at marketing it. So to see those examples from Graw Chocolates and Doe Brothers, how how they use social media and mm-hmm. the technology to really sell and market themselves is fantastic. And it's that's part of your remit here in this yeah. project, that it's not just a case of providing a space yeah. where somebody can make their product. There are so many other areas yeah. of education yeah.
2: that yeah. you're offering. Like it, it's it's difficult to be a food producer. You have to be the jack of all trades. You have different hats you wear when you're in production. You're thinking about technical food safety, quality control, packaging, um, labels keeping up with regulation, you know, that is quite complex in itself. And then you have to step out of production and go and sell your product. Um, and you might do all of these things. You know, you have to make sure you're making a profit, that you you're, have your logistics set up, your supply chain. Um, and then you have to go market and do social media. You might have to go in and pitch to customers or try and grow the number of stores your product is in, whatever channel you're in. But um, we need, obviously, here at Be Innovator to support all the different demands on the food community. So while we do offer... Uh, production space in the form of uh, shared production uh Units and also own doors, your own business runs out of it. We also will provide a lot of the wraparound services. So initially, the the one that always stands out is generally technical, and that people don't maybe have the food science knowledge behind what they're doing, or might get stuck. Results might come back from a lab, don't know how to interpret them. So we will have a lot of the plug-in mentoring um, and support uh, and services that are required. So if it is a day with a food technologist, an hour with a food technologist, review of a product label. Um, having issues with a product getting it to set or um, whatever the challenge might be Um, your product might be spoiling after five days and it needs to last longer so whatever it is we're there to help Um, I suppose our team we're growing it here but my own background is commercial so you know again I can mentor in that area and support we can do strategy sessions create plans I mean even stepping away from their business as food producers and having a a growth plan it doesn't matter if it takes 10 years to achieve that or two years, but it's just around having a a strategic plan um, and then taking it step by step or bite by bite um, and understanding what you need and where you're stuck, you know. Um, Some people are starting out. There's lots of people with ideas and they just don't know how to get started or where to start. Um, And there's a lot of fantastic agencies out there that provide funding and support, but it's knowing which ones to access when at whatever stage you're at so um, local enterprise office obviously provides a huge amount of support but it's again you need to go in meet your person in there and uh, explain your business and understand what they can offer and what you can do with that funding available to really move on your business so the big key thing with us is we have a team with food knowledge who've worked in the industry and have worn the t-shirts so that's very important Um, you're going to speak to people who understand where you're coming from and understand your day-to-day challenges uh, but also so then our facilities here will be uh, significant for the region because um, there is no food grade space available the cost to upgrade a unit a storage unit that you may find is phenomenal the delays with uh, obviously with COVID and the building trade the cost um, whereas everything we have is ready um, and finished uh, and meets all the we've great relationships built with the regulators um, so look it's it's getting you to the, to the right standard earlier on so you can grow And it's interesting what you said there about having the
0: commercial background because you actually studied architecture. So was that very useful whenever it came to the design of the building because the facilities are very impressive?
2: Yeah, look, um, look, the, that career for me, um, it really was about problem solving and thinking outside the box, so pushing boundaries. So um, you can apply the skills that I learned there anywhere. Um, it has helped all right with the build that when I came in, I'm able to visualize space. I can see it in 3D even though it's flat on a page. Um, I can understand the dimensions, the sizes of things Deal with the the design team, the engineers, and I suppose question uh, why things have been done a certain way, you know, and making sure it's right. So we've we've a lot of work gone into this. Uh, during COVID, when construction was um, delayed for six months and we couldn't have anyone on site, we went back and we looked at our um, mechanical ventilation, you know, there's a lot of issues going on, at meat factories, and we reviewed everything, and made sure that we had the right setup for the future. We originally had been also working, um, looking at what Grow Remote were doing and how we needed to pivot um, for the region. You know, not everyone can get to be in a innovative campus, but they'd like to link in uh, for consultations or events or whatever services might be on offer. So we had been thinking in the remote line, but we really dialed that up when COVID hit and said, OK, now, you know, so we'll be able to broadcast live, um, we'll be able to record. Um, so anyone that's a member of the campus, then will be able to look back at, at information and uh, I suppose connect in different ways and you don't have to always come to the site you know, uh, you could do that once a quarter rather than every month, you know what I mean? So it just opens up opportunities, but uh, we're trying to do the best of what we can do and uh, really just make sure that what we offer uh, really supports the industry. So I can see that already from some of our tenants that are moving in, they really can see the added value. Um, it's not just a production unit with a key um, that they're renting over a term, it's the wraparound community and supports that they get.
0: And with all that technology and you have an auditorium and meeting rooms, I would imagine that you're planning lots of events and you actually have some events taking place this year already online.
2: Yeah, yeah. well we've uh, just launched in, in the new year Bread and Jam so um, basically we wanted to look at a rejuvenated food community uh, model and how we could have people come, engage, learn um, and really, we wanted the learning from Brendan uh, to be about learning from someone who's stood in your shoes and walked in your shoes before and hear nuggets of their story, um, because you don't always get to network with these people. Um, historically, when I was on my commercial road, I would have met people at Bloom, at trade shows, um, at the Brand Forum events in Board B. There would have been lots of opportunity to network and learn, but there's less and less of that now. People are busier. So um, it was very important that this community would give a lot of that examples of what other people have done. So we kicked that off in January. We're going to be doing Monday motivation sessions to really just inspire people, give them food for thought. Um, and it's important you always feed that in. So it doesn't always have to be upskilling as regards like an official course or diploma or certificate in a certain area there's always something tidbits you can learn along the way which is very very important so bread and jam is is one of them um and we're going to focus on that for the minute and then we'll be doing a a series of workshops alongside that so the real great thing about bread and jam is the the topics they talk about are very much um relevant so vegan is obviously huge direct to consumer is huge and they go through and bring in best in class so we'll always have people from the region people nationally and we always try to plug in someone internationally as well to give a different perspective so i think there's it's an exciting to be coming uh into january 2022 and looking forward uh to having our buildings um to be welcoming tenants on site to meeting people more in person which you know has been difficult it's probably um You know, it's been uh, sparse, you know, but looking forward, it'll be exciting. And I
0: think having events online can be quite useful for people that might be a bit shy and retiring or a bit nervous about walking into a space for the first time that's full of people that they think they know so much more than them, but that's rarely the case. And you mentioned in your presentation earlier today that there's 12,000 farms or farmers in the Galway region, so that agri-food Potential is huge there and I'm sure you'd love to see a few farmers
2: coming in the door definitely I mean even where we are now today in Chagas, the full uh, advisory section for Galway for the, the farm population are here on site so um, I suppose there's a huge opportunity to engage more like we are a safe space from farm to fork so if anyone wants to come in and do a one day taster on cheese or yoghurt making or ice cream you know that's open to anyone the general public you know um, and there are an awful lot more people now who have an interest in food, it's, um, it's- you've seen even in the the retail purchasing side over COVID people have treated themselves, they haven't been able to go out and dine so either people are getting more and more into their food, learning to cook more whereas historically we would have been more focused on convenience, we would always have been in a rush (laughs) whereas people really did slow down and reassess with COVID. So we will welcome everyone from farm to fork if there's someone working in the industry at the minute that want to pivot and change, don't quite like what they're working at at the minute but love the agri-food industry. Um, There's definitely Definitely always room for talent to move swap adjust pivot uh, whatever they want to do so um, we will have individuals coming to the campus for events and networking and meeting a community of people and we'll also have um, I suppose, companies that are already established or someone who's thinking about setting up a company. So it's a mix whether you're starting out and just don't even know where to start or whether it's someone that's stuck or just really hasn't managed to progress and the last couple of years. There's something for everyone.
0: And food tourism is huge in Ireland now. It's definitely a growing sector. And obviously Galway has huge tourism attractions here. So yeah, to do yeah. something food tourism related. And yeah. look, let's face it, the Americans and the international visitors, they love Going out around farms and, and, and having that real
2: rural rustic experience. Yes, the authenticity really. They, you know, um, to really just see where food comes from, to engage with it. Um, I mean, I, we definitely don't appreciate in Ireland our access to local food, um, whether that be a vegetable or potato, right through to our meat or whatever product it might be. We sometimes don't appreciate it. I was on a call this morning with uh, colleagues in the Netherlands and um, They've had huge food security issues because it's at such a larger scale and they're not as connected to local agriculture as we are. Even in the UK, it's probably a couple of generations um back where the family would have been involved in agriculture but you talk to anyone in Ireland they they can relate to someone who's a farmer or a daughter of a farmer son of a farmer has some connection so we're very well rooted in in what we're doing you know um, and tourism for Galway it's it's critical it's probably one of the most visited places and um, so it's important that we allow food producers to expand and offer that but again it's the market has shut off literally overnight from March 2020 so it's a difficult place to be you can't just be solely involved in tourism you need other strings to your bow from a food tourism angle and look similarly with anyone who was maybe supplying food service only they need other avenues a lot of people have gone online direct to consumers grown substantially you know the services we can get overnight now uh, like when I worked in the UK historically you could order something overnight to be delivered in the morning uh, we didn't have that uh, level of service in Ireland whereas it's, you can see how much it's advanced during Covid really particularly Absolutely, well listen congratulations on such a wonderful space, it should be open come the spring? Yeah, it'll be more towards the summer, Um, we will have some of our tenants moving in, in March time Um, so if anyone is interested in kind of either engaging in any shape or form whether it be events training support uh, using our facilities in any shape just contact us hello at beinnovatorcampus.ie our older units are ready from the 1st of March um, so we have a lot of tenants moving into those um, at that point we're working with them now Um, and then our main I suppose welcome building as I would call it (laughs) that will be more towards the summer but uh, look 2022 is our year and uh, it's great I hope we were meeting we we're going to be able to meet people a lot more in person and really get back to some sense of normality to where we were prior to all this and i have no doubt that when time permits that mm-hmm. there will be a really
0: fancy dancy opening with a, a few key figures at it and we look forward to that in the meantime
2: best of luck with it elaine thanks so much Aaron that's great you're listening
0: to the best possible taste on west limerick 102 fm Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we were talking to Elaine Donahue to find out more about the new era for food innovation and incubation in the west of Ireland that is underway thanks to the BIA Innovator Campus that is currently under construction in Athenry. And earlier on in the show, Annie Dunn, founder of The Art of Great Food, gave us an insight into what food and drink trends we can expect to encounter in 2022 and Annie also had great advice for someone who may have a new food or drink product idea. If you're just tuning in now and you've missed any of that, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am and the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And that brings us to the end of the programme tonight. Thank you so much for listening and of course to my guests Annie Dunn and Elaine Donahue. I'll be back next week to tell you about Dining in a Dome Under the Stars in West Limerick and lots more. So until then, bon appétit. <laughs>